Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Shh. We have lots of thoughts about John Krasinski's first foray into horror, A Quiet Place. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for Cloverfield, It, Away We Go, 13 Hours, It Follows, The Babadook, Stranger Things, Super 8, and Godzilla 2014. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, give us your opening line. <laughs> no. But it was so funny earlier. Well, well, it's not. It's not funny anymore. I had a great joke about Rampage just now. It was really funny. What was it? I asked, "How did that big alligator get from Florida to Chicago without being seen?" I said he tiptoed. She <laughs> <laughs> <It> got mad. <laughs> <laughs> it tiptoed at night because uh, it's a big old alligator. It's huge. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Have we started? Yeah, I've been okay. recording all this. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Is this a thing? No, we're, we're, we're we have we're talking about a quiet place. Oh <laughs> right, not rampage, Shh. not rampage. We're so gonna do this episode just in sign language, right? If I'm <coughs> signing. Can you see me right now? I'm fluent in ASL. <laughs> just listen to this. <laughs> quit yelling, Bethy. What is the sound of one <laughs> hand clapping? Uh, if you clicked on this um, episode in your podcast, what, what do people use to listen to podcasts? Uh, I, iTunes, the iTunes. No, it's not an iTunes. It's Apple Podcast app. Okay, they're they're in well, the on Apple your Podcast computer, app. desktop. It's your iTunes. Library. No, it's the podcast section in iTunes, but it's Apple Podcasts. This is still iTunes. No, iTunes is just what you say if you don't know what you're talking about. This oh, that's me. What do you think? Uh, d- are there people who actually hit the play icon on the website and just let it play there? Me, no. I do. There what? are you do legitimately. I do. Well, so yeah. look, is that because you to only listen to the episodes you're a part of? To our podcast? No. Yeah. Yeah. So you just open uatmovies.com. But what if you have to go somewhere else? You listen can't to it on my computer that way. Yeah, I don't listen can, to any podcast. Listen to it on, on Safari on your phone. True story. But you have to scrub through to find where you were. Mm. If I listen to a teaching, I listen to it. This is a teaching? Or a sermon. This I listen sermon. to it on the website, not through Apple, whatever. Yeah, that is I insane. have an application for that. I don't know why. It's more complicated to me. Weird. This can't be the website. Searching or the, the podcast app is a nightmare. so annoying. Yeah, it's a what? nightmare. It's what? agreed. Why? Worst. You just type yeah. in the name of the thing and then it's so it is not that and easy. Did you hear that, Apple? And you got to be connected to the internet. I don't know why that is. I think it's so weird. What, are you oh, what do you mean? About? Of course, you have to be How connected can you to the internet. The data on the internet without the it internet. It doesn't let me do. It doesn't let me just be on my data. Oh, this you mean you have to be connected to wireless fidelity? Wi-Fi. Yeah, sure. that's no, annoying that's to not me. True. That's well, not that's true. what my I phone think does. That I think probably because Is you this the episode turned off cellular data on your podcast no. app in your settings somehow. Oh, that's probably there true. There it is. There it is to save data. Hey, you guys want to hear a funny anecdote about what's happening right now? The other day, I was playing a podcast, and it starts with all this, you know, these yahoos just bantering back and forth with each other about nothing to do with the episode. And Abby goes, "What's what the heck's going on? What's this up with this podcast? And I tell her, oh, this is like 90% of all podcasts. They, it starts, and they just yammer on about nothing, <laughs> and then you just hit, keep hitting the skip. Yeah, but not us. The 15 second, not us. We're no. straight to the point. Huh, no, guys? we start, we say, hey, you know, movie. 
But not in this episode, <laughs> I guess. But does this is going to be how our real episode but is? Wait. We're not going to start over. Make this make this <laughs> nonsense last uh, an exact multiple of fifteen seconds, so people can just oh, that's so it. hard. That's no, it's so not. Hard. Just watch your timer, and when it gets no, to that's, fifteen, that's too hard. Too hard. If, Go. if they are not pleased with this kind of thing, they don't listen to this podcast anymore. That's true. And also, if they're not pleased, sorry that we're giving you something for free that you don't like. You want to? What about that tinto joke? Huh? What about uh, that great tiptoe joke? joke? <laughs> 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 I'm it's funny. It's funny because he was looking for like a real answer. Yeah. And I gave him. I said he's just, he's just tiptoed. Because he was As so if that solves it. Seeable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I get it just fine. I'm just a little. Me too. I think I understand com- <laughs> comprehensively what you're saying, but I. I think oh, I understand less. Matt's so good. But tiptoeing is actually a convenient segue back into a quiet place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. you just got to scatter. So cue the music. The music that? already played. Music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys. So Tyler Hans is on the show. He saw a quiet place. Yeah. Yeah. What's good? What's With good? me. Me and him saw it. I know. And me. I sat next to Bethany. No, some other people were there, but me and him. <coughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Bethany, uh, Bethany wanted popcorn. <laughs> and I said to her, Bethany, I said, you know, this is titled A Quiet Place, so maybe popcorn isn't the best idea. And she said, shut up and buy me popcorn. <laughs> God, dog. And I put said, some butter well, on it. God, all right. I guess I'll get you your popcorn. No, I said, you don't have to buy me popcorn. But you she should. didn't mean it. She didn't mean it. She wanted popcorn. She insisted. I was hungry. I've already. I've got yeah, a big problem with popcorn in theaters, anyways, because yep. there's just too many chompers out uh. there that just don't. <laughs> they don't care about anybody. I got that disease anybody. too. I got that mouth disease when I can. I can hear people swooshing stuff around in their mouths, and it sends me to yeah, like that's a a dark mm-hmm. place. It's called something. Mosquito. It gets under your skin. Yeah. Mosquito. Yeah, it's not great when you're married. And a quiet place. Oh, yeah. is I would. I can't handle crunching, smacking, licking. Quiet place licking. is the worst for that. Yeah, don't make out with anybody. Remember Trigger Happy TV? Yeah. I have done that. With the I sure do. <laughs> the giant cell phone. Yeah. I did just that was great. Did it, did it. Yeah. Oh, I'm in the library. No, it's crap. <laughs> yeah. Remember the cell phone gag in Jurassic Park Three? That is like, and they turn around. There's a spinosaurus standing there. Yeah, because he ate the dumb. cell phone. Right. right. That's so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. You couldn't hear it through a spinosaurus. Those things are huge with thick hides. <laughs> sure. So we go and see the movie. I come back raving about it, as I'm sure you're going to hear for the next half hour. Are you talking about Jurassic Park Three? No, not yeah, Jurassic Park. Yeah, you love 3. that one. The I best. did it when I came out of the theater, and then I says to Abby, I says. You should go check that out. So then she went to the theater and she saw it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see it before. He it's a good it. movie. It's really good. Did you like it? Upon my leadership and my initiative, she but decided to see it. A quiet place. Were We're you talking scared, about a quiet though? Did you place. jump a few times? Oh, yeah. It was very, very tense. Did you uh, see it by yourself? No. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, Who'd you see it with? I saw it with my sister and mm. Heather. Oh, how okay. did Nobody on this podcast knows who the heck Heather trailer. is. Heather, Heather you'll have to take our word for it. We couldn't even watch the trailer. Heather is like Philip Glass. It's just this guy, this friend she made up. <laughs> no one's ever seen her. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bob Sacramento. Or is it Joe Glass? You know, on uh, the Brady Bunch when Marsha makes up a uh, boyfriend? Yep. You know and poor about, Marcia, I totally know. Yeah. <laughs> no, Bob Sacramento. So yeah, embarrassing. Bob Sacramento. But, yeah. He no. probably exists. We just never no, saw him. He doesn't I don't exist. know what you guys are talking about. Or like Niles Crane's wife. Yeah. Uh, what's her name again? <laughs> she's real. Now I need to look it up. She's real. She's in mm. episodes. No. She's a real yeah. person. She's never seen. His ex-wife? Never seen she's her. She's talked about Niles more. Crane from yeah. Frasier. Yeah. Never yeah. see her. You see her? 
Wait, or is that Fraser's? It, eventually, she ends up with uh, Daphne. He ends up with Daphne. Well, well yeah, spoilers. Daphne Moon. Dang it! Now it's gonna drive me crazy. Someone comment on this episode, and I'm not looking it up until <laughs> someone leaves a comment on this episode <laughs> that says tells you the Niles Cran. It's like Maris or something like that. Yeah, it, it is, is Maris. Exactly oh, okay, that's satisfying. And you <laughs> see her because she has that slick back black hair and a tight bun and wears like power suits. Did we ever see her? I honestly feel like later? I've seen her. Yeah. I think we've seen her. Mm. Yeah, like not at first. <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, because they're like divorced. You think that we didn't away. like this movie based on our attention span? With I love. I'm trying place. to talk about okay. it, but ain't nobody Matt helping. Hughes, you didn't say. A Quiet Place was awesome, Happy, right, guys? I just, oh, you did. Yeah, Matt Hughes Hello. was invited to go see with his true no. friend group, and he no. blew us off for no. a new friend group. Three days before I was invited, <laughs> I invited them to come and see it with me, and they said, "No, we're going to go see it in another city an hour later." And I said, well, I have original plans that I, you were all invited to. Guess I what? Guess you hate you went to some Bobo theater. We saw it in GXL with Atmos. I saw it in Living Room, and I was comfortable, and that couch Living was Room so is junk, good. man. Living Room is not junk. We good. saw it follows there, and you had a nice time with me. I had uh, a good time, but it ain't no GXL with Atmos. I like Living no, Room. No, I wish I'd seen it in Atmos. It's way man, warmer That would have blown my room. mind. Bethany now, listen. Allen. Listen, here's, here's actually where we can do this. I saw it in GXL. Atmos, yes, which is the biggest screen in the area. I also saw it today at Living Room. Right, you took a long lunch. I bumped into you after your long lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how was it? How Why'd was it in Living it Room? Was it because I wanted to see it again? Was it God, significantly diminished? Like, no, it got really? better. I got better oh, the second time. I win. Well, the no. movie was better the second time, no. but my viewing experience, it was, I I enjoyed it all. Even yeah, also, it was fun. Not without Atmos, you didn't. It was, I think it was better. Clearly, it's better in Atmos, but it was still enjoyable at Living Room. Yeah. Do y'all think Tyler sounds like Charlie Day sometimes? I don't know who that is. Yeah, a little bit. Less crazy. He's the one from... Uh, Kitten Mittens. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you listeners. That's what the alligator award at TikTok. Listeners, do you guys think that <laughs> Tyler sounds from, like Charlie Day sometimes? He's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> he's great. He's funny. He's, he's from does. Horrible Bosses 1 and 2. Also, listeners, should... Would you guys listen if we did episodes on Horrible Bosses? Because me and Tyler like it a lot. Uh, those hey, are great I like, movies. Hey, I like no, Matt hates those movies. That's not true. I just have only seen the second one. Oh, <laughs> that's the best one. <laughs> second one's the better one. Because Chris Pine is funny, yeah. Bethany, you went to GXL at most, demanded popcorn, and got scared. With the with the true friend group. We with had to really convince her to go. She was not into it. I had, I had worked, to be fair, I had worked like 15, 16 hours that day. Oh. So that's why it was hard. It wasn't because well, I went. What is your problem? <laughs> I went to the movie. Oh. And nice. I had a great time. I had to drive But I you. was scared. And I had the, to buy the you popcorn. Is, I wasn't hesitant just because I worked so long. I was hesitant because you're scared I cat. was you're scared. you're and I, okay. I didn't, I didn't know it was like a smart, scary movie, which I do like. Sure. What? No, you're right. you're right. I didn't know that. And we watched the trailer standing there and I was like, okay. Before? I had to convince yeah. her. I took a lot. It took a lot of work to convince her Man. to go. Because I was scared. I thought, I don't want to be just scared the whole time with my eyes shut. She I didn't did know scared. it was like a smart but scary. we we reasoned with her movie. we, we reasoned with her that she it. managed to get through green room so she could watch a quiet place. yeah he yeah, said it's that not later scary you saw the hills have yeah. eyes i know but i had a boy then it is more scary the hills have eyes 
Well, it. it's more horrifying. It, it the clown. Yeah, it, it, you is did say it. Now that was terrifying. Wait, I know, but we had a really. We were Abby and I were slammed back in those seats. So you're far, saying that it 2017 back, is more scared. scary than a quiet place. Absolutely, Later. absolutely. Later. That sucker. So when you're home and you think there's a clown watching <laughs> yep, you. Totally. Yeah. Hello, Georgie. You're not worried about the monsters and the cornfields <laughs> getting you? No, I'm not worried about having <laughs> no. them. They look like, you know, like um, insects or something. Spoilers for it. Right that was a lot oh, more yeah. helpful. So was it the clown? Because I said there's a clown. Is that the spoiler? No, no me and Matt are over here quoting over here quoting lines. Uh, I feel like we're doing like six different candy. podcasts. That's okay. This is this kind of thing that's funny later We'll get for there. Me. We'll get there. We'll, you think we'll they're liking this? Yeah, people are loving it. Okay. They're like, oh man, this is my favorite episode. I'm I want to see a quiet place too. <laughs> with What's the your true, name? With the true friend group. My name is Josh. <sighs> it's true friend. And uh, but you had some popcorn too. Retroactive. <laughs> I did. You know, it's funny because Tyler ended up buying Bethany popcorn, which I just is so ironic because really I nice. tried to convince her not to. And then uh, he ended up having to sit there while she and I passed it back and forth across <laughs> his lap through the whole I, movie. I don't eat popcorn in movies out of principle. I, I was like you. trying You're to suck on people. the popcorn, to be fair, and then chew it. It just got hard. You're trying to soften it up? Yeah, yeah. so it wasn't like... I noticed. I appreciated just it. Just yeah. really go for Can it. Can I talk a little bit about my yeah. uh, popcorn predicaments? They're twofold. One, I nowadays will get, because of the miracle of movie pass... Um, will get popcorn because now I don't need to use my Regal rewards on movie tickets because I got a movie pass. What sure. difference does it make? So I use all my Regal rewards on popcorn and y- I'd have to use them forever to run out. I yep. got so many. How, how come? Because you get like a... Th- well, I'm a diamond get, member as well. You get like a point, 10 points for every dollar that you spend and then you get another thousand for being a diamond yeah, member. Yeah, but we're never at the Regal. We're always at Sanitopia. Oh, I go to the Regal every week. Uh, right, on a Thursday for mm-hmm. your... I walk down to your break. Yep. And uh, so anyway, I'm always getting small popcorn. It takes a lot to even finish a small popcorn. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then one yeah, time I sprung man. for the fountain drink, which Ooh. I haven't done in years. Uh-huh. Dang. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what's the last time you guys got a small fountain drink from the theater? Never. It's ever. when we went to a quiet place. Well, yeah, sure. Oh, you did, didn't you? Uh-huh. They upsold yeah, me, that too. That disgusting diet Coke that she had. But he drank it. Yeah, I was thirsty. They gave, me, they gave me water in a cup. It was great. I didn't have to buy a bottle of water yeah, for $4. Yeah, so anyway, I already have a hard time uh, munching quietly because I have a lot of saliva. Sorry, Bethany. But I got a lot of saliva. Is that disgust you as a listener? There's nothing I can do about it. Swallow Don't judge more. me. You because practice of keeping something in your mouth so your mouth get, gets used to <laughs> saliva-ing and then it'll saliva it's just less. so many. Just what are you filthy. talking about? I chew gum all day, every day. And that produces more saliva. Well, then what are you... Anyway. Abby's making weird faces. Abby's this triggered. Com- I feel so like she might have some, Abby's into some it. comments about the saliva. Yeah. Is this pillow drooly in the morning? No, it's just a constant uh, battle argument. Battle argument? A battle argument? You like put on Absolutely. armor and then yeah, argue. Like, well, the thing that I resent is, is that like, she'll oh, say so noisy like chewing, and I'll be like, "Well, this I can't help." There's like you know you the type of people mouth? who will smack. Smacking is like oh. when you open your mouth yeah. while you're chewing. I never do that. I'm a civilized human. Yeah, wet mouth porter over here. <laughs> but I got yeah, I got a lot of saliva. Wet mouth porter. <laughs> does it sound like <laughs> s- does it sound like more? swishing? Because when my mom chews gum, she puts two pieces in her tiny mouth. <laughs> which is a joke Belinda what are you doing and then it's just a lot of swishing of saliva in there because I'm just like Ew, mother Belinda. there's so much yeah, in it there it kind of sounds like that I can so hear it in my head it's I in my head I wonder if it's do you take too big of bites uh huh mm-hmm. I don't know because your saliva is just trying to break it down yeah it's just yeah. well my first viewing uh, you wouldn't survive in a quiet place with your loud chewing my first viewing of a quiet place I sat next to Bethany who was who was 
moistening her popcorn before <laughs> chewing, which was, I really appreciated. But I, today at A Quiet Place, these two middle-aged ladies sat down behind me with giant bowls of popcorn. Oh, no. And oh, they, they can't were handle chomping they don't all know. through <laughs> that opening scene. 14 <laughs> minutes without dialogue, just popcorn being chewed. No. I would have killed him. And then Did you turn a, lot around? Of, a lot of whispers like, what? what is that? <laughs> I had a candy like the guy that swears no one can hear him and it's just he's trying to do it slow <laughs> yeah the slow rustler yeah. Yeah. it's like you're making it worse just open yeah. it just rip the bandaid off homie G my <laughs> point is <laughs> so I'm aware of that and I try to be sensitive I'm eating popcorn and you know you only chew when there's lots of volume in the movie regardless if it's a quiet place or a different movie I'll just be eating popcorn while the action's happening people need to consider this but when the movie slows down and gets quiet I stop Chewing, and I'll yes. just sit there until the like noise a decent him. human being. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. But then it just puts you in a funny situ- situation because you're over there going munch, 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 munch. It's just it's like required. turning into mush in there. Yeah, it's, it's just what you have to do, man. Yeah. I do. I went to go see. This is another example. I went and saw Silence. Yeah. By Martin Scorsese. Yeah, I see. You it. can tell by the title that it's meant to be quiet. Yeah. Same thing. Close people, people messing with the rappers. I hate it. And it's like, what? Did you not see the title of this film? Can we have some decency here, people? I Just open be it all before the movie starts. I don't understand why we're yeah. not opening and everything. Open those cans of Coke. Milk does. But also, I didn't know. I thought you were like being silly when you said, it's, <laughs> it's a quiet place. And I'm like, so? <laughs> and you kept saying it's a quiet place. And I didn't realize the movie was going to be quiet for the first. I thought bit. you saw the trailer. The whole thing. And yeah, quiet. but there's music and crap. I don't remember thinking, mm. it's going to be quiet. So when you said that, I thought you were just being funny and ironic. No, literal. Yeah, but I didn't know that. It's an actual Because I definitely wouldn't have probably the done the popcorn if I knew it was going to be embarrassing. We like got that. through. We did it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, here's the thing. Here's the setup for A Quiet Place. 16 minutes into the episode. seven, Almost 17 minutes into the episode. Um, probably more than that with the intros and bumpers. It's a while into the episode. <laughs> it's half the episode. I was going to the movies a while back, a few months ago, and I start to see this trailer for A Quiet Place. No, that's not right at all. What happened was a few months back, I was on the internet, and I came across this thumbnail with John Kaczynski's face and I said oh what's this and I shared it in our group thread that's the first time you saw no, it no that's not true it's, it's all not lies. true I found this movie I want to say it was before Shape of Water I saw a trailer no that, that's when it I shared was. it with you oh and listen it was uh, Peter Nikiforov sitting next to me in the movie theater remember Peter mm-hmm. hashtag Peter's the worst Man, yeah, he hasn't been on here in a million years. We need mm-hmm. to get him back. He, he's going to live like That's the old. big reveal. He's bald. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's the moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> Leave a comment on this episode and comment or tell us what that is about. Yeah, Miles, you know. Miles, yeah, Miles <laughs> will say. So anyway, uh, the trailer's starting, and it. I mean, you've probably seen it if you're listening to this episode by now. The trailer. There's, there's quiet stuff, and it, there's a hint that there's a reason they're being quiet. Somebody knocks something over and everything gets scary. Well, they're playing. They're playing quiet Monopoly and they quiet knock over a lantern. Yeah, yeah. And uh, be, can we have some details here? So as soon as the uh, the trailer picked up, I said, "Oh, I'm seeing this for sure." So I hit play on my earbuds and looked down. I don't know. I watched most of it at that right. point because yeah. it was a short trailer. But then I looked back up and I turned around and Peter was giving that nod. You know that kind of nod where you put your bottom lip in and it says like, "Okay," <laughs> you know the yeah. kind of mm, the kind the okay. kind where people lean to each other and say, "Oh, we got to see that." Yeah, yeah. He was doing that. But we don't nod. do that because we're not awful people. We don't we're talk. Not. 
garbage Abby people. Abby and I do that. We're yeah. not garbage people. Uh, we look to each other and we say, yeah, we're going to say that. You and yourselves are not garbage no. people, but yeah. that is the behavior of a garbage person. So anyway, the we trailer the, ends. Well, nowadays we kind of do this other thing where a, tra- a trailer for something dumb will end and you look at each other and kind of shrug and think to yourself, eh, movie, yeah. movie, movie pass. Movie pass. <laughs> <laughs> we got movie pass. <laughs> what the heck was that? <laughs> yeah. What are we doing here? But anyway, the trailer ends and you, you look at the credits and you go, okay, John Krasinski, huh? Yeah, I says to myself, I says, weird. Mm. But hey, I'll see that. Then it comes out and we're all going, well, before that, we're going, they dang, this, this thing's getting a lot of good reviews. A lot yeah. of good reviews. Which isn't necessarily an indication of a good movie for sure, but it is rare for a horror movie to be so well, re- so universally well <clears> received, <throat> especially when it's not like high art A24 horror right, movie. Right. And to receive such groundswell, people chatting. Water oh, yeah. Talk. People chatting big time. A lot of chit chat. A lot of chit chat. Hype. Streets be talking. <laughs> the streets. <laughs> so he goes to see A Quiet Place. And uh, here's the thing. Loved it. We loved it. <laughs> loved it. Yep. Loved it. Everybody on what the episode can you say? loved it. I don't have any criticism. We loved it. I got some criticism. I like John a lot. And I liked that he was doing it with his wife. I was into that <laughs> beard. Movie. Uh, yeah, that's healthy. I, I think John is like so, so hot. attractive. I'm like, so hot. John, <laughs> I would Come marry on. you in 0.5 well, seconds. Well, let me ask you a question Beardy about Jim that. Halpert, best because Jim Halpert. Uh, sure, sure, in this movie, he was rugged and attractive, kind of swole from whatever that other movie he was doing. Well, he just did that Michael Bay movie one. about Benghazi. You know? Yeah. Mm. But before that, didn't he kind of seem goobish? No, never. No, well, not one no, episode uh, of The Office was I not Gabe attracted was goobish. to. Jim was. Mm. Well, it's, it seems to be clear Primo. that that's how I sound eating John popcorn. Krasinski is clearly known best for his role as Jim Halpert. Yes, but he he has been in a number of movies. His career is is, is pretty right. He was in that old football established. Movie He's pretty established with the by now. Helmets in he uh, he did that movie with Maya Rudolph a long time ago. Is that the one where the yeah. opening scene is that one opening? Away scene? we go. Where he's yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, away, good. away he's going down. There it is. <laughs> Let me just jot down that spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty sexual things. But in that what movie. what's what's uh, <clears throat> what's great for Jim old Jim Halpert is how well he did John Krasinski. How well he did as Jim Halpert. He's so making he's making a lot of money in syndication. I've but never seen an, an episode of The Office. Well, that's good. Good for him. That does help you because it's clear. It's clear to me that John Krasinski is having to go out of his way to distance himself from the Mm. the image of Jim Halpert. Yeah. So he did that Michael Bay Benghazi movie. He grew a beard. He got all buff, and then he went and fought. I don't don't think he has to do that. I don't think he feels like he has to. But listen. He did. It seemed clear to me that he did that so that he could he could break out of that stereotype as soft old soft Jim Halpy. Yeah. But nobody thought he was. So soft. he grew a beard okay, and he, I he was put on a tough face and he went to war. But the big mistake with the Michael Bay Benghazi movie is that they cast him alongside Roy. the guy that plays Roy yeah. in the Office. And you think I did now everybody's going to think that. about the Office. Thirteen right. hours, right? Yeah. yeah. So you're trying you're trying to distance yourself from Jim Halpert, but you're appearing alongside Roy. That's just a that's a bad. That idea. was bad. Yeah. But here he is again, still in a beard. Best I, look, best feelings. And he's, I think he, he did really, really well. But we're, did, Now we're back to A Quiet Place? Yeah, yeah now we're back talking to about the Michael Bay movie. But my question is, were, were people still distracted seeing Jim Halpert on? No. On Not screen? at all. I wasn't because I don't watch The And Office. I've seen all the seasons of my whole life, of all The Office, and I didn't think about him as Jim you, Halpert You know what? At you all. have seen all the seasons of your whole life. Yeah, you've seen that too. <laughs> You, you might no not one, remember no the one early, has seen them better the than you. Thankfully. <laughs> well, now listen to this. 
Now, Jim Halpert is... I don't is, think you're buying what I'm saying. Jim Halpert was kind of soft in The Office. No, right? he wasn't. He was never That's soft. soft. Thank you. No, he, no. Did, he, no. Was he, he was never going to fight not, Roy. He wasn't Jack. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. He was scared. No, Just because that's he's skinny Roy, doesn't that's mean he's Roy not. Roy was brutish. He was never soft. He was never like a squidgy no. guy. No, he wasn't. No, he wore, was, he wore he khakis was, and white shirts. Because he worked at Dunham's Paper Company. Yeah, he was soft. No. He washed his hair. Washing your hair is not a the, the, mark the of character he played less masculinity. At, the character he played at Dunder Mifflin, Dunder Mifflin Office Paper. Dunder yeah. Mifflin Paper. Company. What is it? Yeah, paper Dunder Company. Mifflin. Paper, was paper was not the same, even close to the characters he's played in Thirteen Hours and Agreed. And Quiet Place. I don't actually sure. think that's true. And the reason I I still think it works for Jim Halpert. I think he's pushing back. Shots fired. I still think it works for John Krasinski in the roles that he played in both of these movies, Thirteen Hours and A Quiet Place. But he still had to have he still had to project masculinity out of his softness because in both movies he was a family man who was there fighting acting tough to protect the people around him i don't think it would be hard for john krasinski to get to that place i'll be saying this way i don't think john krasinski could ever be a villain that's truly intimidating because he's too he's he's, he's he seems too yeah, I good think he, it would he be too good. it would be really hard for him to play a villain so he has to be the it's family fair. man who's acting tough to protect the people around him. That's a lot of actors, though. Well, let's let's talk for a minute about John Krasinski's um, directorial achievement in A Quiet Place. And I'm sure there's lots of different people on the fringes of the production or not even directly involved in the production. It seems like it was a clever screenplay to begin with. But think about this. This is one thing that he occurred to me while yeah, I was... Well, he, received the, he received the story and then made edits. Okay, yeah. So I'm thinking, you know... This is obviously a clever premise. No one could argue that. But in the hands of a different director, this could easily have been one of those dumb Blumhouse, oh, PG-13, cheeseball horror Blumhouse movies that like pops up and you're like, I guess that's a neat premise, but this is stupid. It's essentially like um, creation. The Purge. And I don't dislike The Purge all that much, but it's like, oh, neat premise, but that, you know, the kind right. of movie that it is. It's a very lowbrow yeah. It's a it's an interesting concept with a very low bow, low brow um uh production right. sure. value. So the quiet, uh, the brilliant the brilliance of a quiet place is they take this interesting concept and then you know Bethany that's rightly assesses that she's like oh I didn't know it was a smart movie. Yeah, yeah, it's really smart. And that's the sense that you get when you sit down to watch the thing. Even the 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 f- the opening scene of the movie, the first 15 14 or 15 minutes of the movie um, Next to no dialogue. Yeah, it tells you everything you know need to know about the world of the movie, mm-hmm. the stakes yeah. of the movie, what's going to happen. It wraps that up in a horrifying punchline. Oof! Before the title card. Before the title card. Yeah. And it, they it, set the stakes high at that moment. Right, and the and the horror from the first moment that something is truly scary is woven together with like melodrama. There's something that's like really tragic. Yeah. About the horror, and that's this. That's kind of like the standard that the movie sets going forward. That it's right, going right. to be scary. It's going to be tense. It's going to deliver on the like cleverness of its premise, and that it's going to have like an emotional um, punch to it every single time. And then the great thing about it is that like, oh, it's one of these like tense movies that's going to wrap you up in anxiety. But uh, oftentimes those movies are slow burns by design. That's fine. Like sure. a. A movie like that we've talked about on the podcast before, like the Black Coat's Daughter is a horror movie that's a slow burn. Right. And it paid, the slow burn really pays off. Yeah. 
but the great thing about a quiet place is that like it's not really a slow burn at all as soon as it ramps up it pretty much keeps delivering on Uh the scares and the anxiety every few beats of the of the movie without making you wait a lot at all or without making you feel like it's rushed or it's hand-fisted yeah it felt like it maintained tension and then every so often there'd be like a punch to like when a pot is boiling and the lid like pops up to let some of the steam out but then it doesn't stop the water boiling it's still very hot yes that's the metaphor for the movie that's my metaphor for the movie (laughs) well the movie it only takes place guys it only takes place on three separate days that we see we see the first day 89 or whatever is the opening scene uh with them walking around the the store and then the sun gets taken by the creature uh the second day was when it's in the future now and they're preparing for dinner, playing day games. And then it's the next day after that where where things really go bad for them. They go, they no go to the river. Where she's pregnant, right? They go to the river. Yeah. They come back. She's given birth. Yeah, it's, all, right. it's, all over, it's all over a very short amount of time. Right. But they're fighting through the night with these creatures on their property. Having a baby. So, yeah, it, it, the stakes are high and it just keeps going the whole time. And that's the creature element is one thing that made me so excited about the movie because having not finished the trailer... I could have guessed that it might be, but something in me told me that like, nah, I bet that movie doesn't have the balls to just be a monster movie. And then, uh, boy, was it? But it's that's just a straight up monster balls. movie. Like and that's just that's. Up. I've never seen a movie that had the balls to just kill a kid at the opening scene. <laughs> <scenes. laughs> yeah, great, like, kill a kid before the title card. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, what's great is you're saying so. you're saying that this script is obviously very smart. But I thought that John Krasinski, what he did with it visually, was also really smart. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's that's what's so great about it is that it's yeah it's a great concept. But he put a lot of thought and care into telling the story visually very well because it, obviously I can't imagine what the the screenplay looked like. It's just a lot of <laughs> exterior quiet, interior yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> quiet. Yeah. It's yeah. made up of these blocks of moments with very little yeah. dialogue. Someone Family was, walking. Uh, speculating. I was talking to Patrick, who's not on the episode, so I'll just communicate what he was saying. Is that, uh, you know, in, in good comedy writing, it's all about timing and delivery. And it's the same exact premise is true of horror. It's all about timing and delivery. So there must be some effective translatable aspect mm-hmm. of being a comedian and being uh, an effective writer of horror so you're uh, saying kind of like what jordan peele did with get out and now yeah but you know what i think is so great about um and this is going to sound like a controversial opinion but what i thought was really brave and really exciting about a quiet place is that it has this very human very emotional um uh not even a a subtext just the story itself is an emotional story about a family who's got it's going through something horrible and you get to know the characters. You you like the characters. You feel for the characters. There's, there were two scenes that made me cry. So it's like the emotions are, are really high. And yet the movie doesn't make what I think are often two big mistakes in horror movies. One is over-explaining the concept. Yeah, forced exposition. Yeah, to the point where it's just not scary anymore. Right. It's like now we know everything we didn't know. I'm not scared of this whatsoever or forcing the concept to the point where it gets silly. It follows being the best example of like when you're throwing toasters at the monster in a swimming pool and, and stuff like that. It's like, this is scary anymore. What is this thing? I don't know what it does. It doesn't make any sense. Um, or pushing the, like, uh, the message of the movie to the point where it completely bulldozes the horror. And, uh, Babadook is a great example, I think of that, where, 
You're, yeah. You've got this really clever, very scary premise, and we got it. We know what it. <laughs> we know what it means. Right. And then you keep explaining the message. Keep right. explaining yeah. the message, and it's not like. And then at the end, like basically completely rob all of the scariness out of it with that final. Yeah. Exactly. Scene, so that like, it's. Oh, what? Did no. you write Baba Duke down? No, I did. Oh, yeah. Uh, a and quiet it place. Follows. Okay. <laughs> a quiet place. It was amazing in that it found a way to balance the humanity, the emotion, not over explain its concept, not uh, bulldoze you with the message, um, and just give you what you needed to know to get from point A to point B of the story. Right. What's essential to the story is just this family's tale of survival over yeah. a three day three isolated days that we see of the thing. We don't need to know where these things came from. We they don't know, no know why. And assumed that the audience were clever. Right. And that is I love a that. rare right. gem. And that's what I was saying is how well he did telling the story visually because there's only one or two scenes where they're actually audibly Speaking. explaining what's happening. There's the scene next to the river where where um, the father... Did we ever get anybody's names? The father... Did we get any names? Did we get any names? Did we? I think they're credited as like the family members. Family they're, members? No, they're credited with names, I believe. Really? We know that we I'm saw that. But go ahead with it. Anyway, the father is yeah. alongside the river explaining to the son about how noises work and comparatively it, loud noises and small noises. Like that was one bit of exp- exposition that worked really well. Yeah. That was like one that was audibly spoken. Yep. The others were all visual. Not what I was saying was that the, the visual care he took to tell the story well a lot of uh, a lot of exposition comes the beginning was in the basement and they're just kind of panning across newspapers he's making yeah. newspaper headlines like they right. come out of the store in the beginning shot and the newspaper that's blowing in the wind it's sound it's sound yeah. yeah yeah and so you get a lot just visually panning across the room and all the details he added to each scene were great and beautiful. Even and then, the the notes that he had made catch us up to where they've been all right, along. Right. Okay, we know there's that he's figured the out area. that they're strong. We know uh-huh. that there's three. They have armor. Yeah, yeah. on the whiteboard. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah. So I really appreciate. I guess you kind of have to. It, John John Krasinski was smart enough to sit down and know if we're going to go 15 minutes without any dialogue, this this needs to be visually very beautiful. And apparently, he he took a lot of inspiration from Terrence Malick. Just yeah. like that's that's a lot of guts too to make a right. horror movie and try and take it, it to that next like, next level of artistry. Yeah, but you know the, the interesting thing that they do too with the movie that's primarily quiet, um, not not altogether silent, but mostly quiet, is uh, you know I remember when um, reading the reviews of the Aronofsky movie Mother when it came out that people were like. It's actually a really rich sound movie. They're talking. Well, there was a lot of commentary about like how the great links that the Foley had gone to and to like bombard <laughs> yeah. you with sound and everything. Right. And I was thinking that this was like a a, a peaceful version of that same thing because even in that opening scene, there's like this fantastic Foley of like you know soft footsteps on linoleum and the, yeah. Yeah. the movement of careful because they're trying to do everything Pill very balls. quietly, but yeah. we still need to hear what we're the audience or there's a disconnect if we can't hear it. So there was like this kind of sensation of you leaning forward in your seat to hear everything, even though the movie's amplifying the quietness of the movie. Right. That was great. And then, you know, like, like Tyler, I was thinking, Oh man, I'm totally tracking with this. I hope that they don't start explaining it to me with monologue. And then when we finally get to the first scene of what counts as exposition for this movie, it was done not in the like ham fisted way of like telling us how the world works. It was done as this like intimate moment between a father and his son and Mm -hmm. the son's fear 
wrapped up in the father's protection, which is one of the motifs of the movie that the parents struggle to protect these kids. Who are they? If they can't that was brilliant because yeah. now we learn a little bit more about how the world works without having them just sit there and explain it to us for no good reason. And it's more about this kid learning to trust that his father can protect him and the father learning to trust that he will be able to protect you know, like to this moment of like taking a son behind the waterfall and them calling right. out together. That was great, man. That's super, super smart writing and delivery as a director. Way to go, John Krasinski. John Krasinski. <laughs> He's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's so smart. I think, yeah. I was going to say something a while back, but now I can't remember. Uh, but something sorry. you were saying about. I've got a lot of good things to say. Visual yeah. stuff. Visual maybe? stuff, yeah. Yeah, that mm-hmm. visual something stuff. Something else. After the, that. The. Was it the basement stuff? Did you guys cry at the two cry parts? Which, which I, didn't, I didn't cry both. I yeah, know one of your cry parts. What, what, what uh, thread that was weaved along this story got you most, Bethany? Because there's a survival aspect, the family aspect, the monster aspect. There's the daughter's estrangement from the father. There's yeah. the lost son. There's the boy caught between those two mm-hmm. things. The daughter part was actually really fascinating because she is a deaf actor playing a deaf character. And if you didn't notice, uh, the sound actually changed when yeah. you're inside of yeah, her Yeah, I thought that head. was so clever. Yeah. So smart, yeah. Like to, cause it's quiet for everyone and then but for you, her, you can it's always completely hear the wind silent. Or yeah. the leaves. It's like it's a pillow goes quiet. over the it's sound. It's like the ambient sound and she yeah. just has like this muted nothing. Yeah, almost like a, a tone, just a yeah, tone. I yeah, I thought it was so, so smart. clever. That added to the, the tension. Especially like, in the climax of that opening where the, the kid turns on the space shuttle, they're all reacting and she, she can't yeah, react yeah. because she can't hear right. it until she turns around. Whoo! And you see that thing coming right. through the trees. God. Dog. Well, and yeah. then when she's, <laughs> she's in the running. when she's in the yeah. corn, and like the first time we oh, yeah. we get an insight yeah. into oh her cochlear she's, implant is distressed. She has no idea because it's behind her, yeah. and they're like, "What is going to happen?" Right. Like you can hear so something f- coming from. Frustratingly her. tragic is that in this world, her family has benefited from from her being in their lives, learning sign language and yeah. how, to, how to interact in that environment without actually being audible. Right. But she's at a total disadvantage because she can't hear her own noises. Noise. Right. And she can't hear noises yeah. around her. So she's totally in danger. Right. She can't hear. She's she vulnerable. And yet yeah. she's I was just thinking, though, oh, it's the sound that's going to blow these things up. Isn't this Mars Attacks? Right. <laughs> I sure. thought the same that thing too. And it's also Terminator Salvation. It isn't this Terminator but, Salvation? But listen, listen to me. <laughs> I feel like of all the movies that have done the premise of these creatures, the one weakness is some frequency, some magic. Yeah, this frequency. makes the most sense. It makes the most sense. The, this the Quiet Place deserves those. it most. Yeah, beautifully designed, amazing ears that were so cool. Oh, the to look at, ears? like yeah, shimmery ever, ears. Every but then I was also like, thinking, open, I was like, God, oh, so rad. Oh, so it's this family in a cornfield being stalked by these monsters, and the quirk of the young daughter is going to be what undoes the monsters. Isn't in this signs? Uh huh. <laughs> sure. Very signs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cornfield uh, monster stepping out of the cornfield. Yeah. yeah, no, it was. I I thought those things comically, but I thought signs. It didn't earned, bother me. Yeah, I was okay with it. I will say the thing that I won't go as far as to say that it bothered me, but I was slightly underwhelmed by the full reveal of the creature. 
Um, and that was because everything in the movie had been so above and beyond up to yeah. that point that when I saw the creature, it was fine looking, but I was anticipating that like, dude, it's going to be the coolest looking thing ever. Cause everything in the movie has been superior yeah. to its peers. And when it came out, it was just kind of like, eh. which scene was that that did that to you? The most full on bright light reveal was the final sequence. Yeah. In the yeah. basement. Yeah. Yeah. It just looked a bit like. Oh, it's like a xenomorph and also the thing from Stranger Things. And yeah, I heard lots of yeah, people in the theater Stranger audibly things. saying, oh, it looked like the Demigorgon. You got well, to write down, you gotta write down Stranger Things. Okay, because it opens its face up like that thing. Yeah. yeah. Like a flower. Yeah. And it had big old menacing teeth like you would think like a monster alien. would. Yeah. And then it had that giant claws, like lobster claws. But yeah, then it was like Cloverfield. it looks like it, because that's a thing that's been <laughs> since Cloverfield. We've seen two more times. The Cloverfield monster, and then the Super 8 monster, yeah. and then the Mutos and Godzilla yeah. all have that like kind of long forelimb thing yeah, going the on. Elbowed yeah. wrist thing. That right. To where I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Yep, I've seen that Yeah, before. where they like walk on their knuckles, but like... Yeah. 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 So it, I didn't dislike it. I just was thinking like, oh man, I was kind of hoping it would be cooler than that because it, it immediately made me think of other things right. I had seen. And I read this article with the screenwriters where they were saying that the creature design was really a real big challenge for that reason. They said every time they'd put one out, everyone in the office would be like, it looks like this monster. Yeah. And they're like, well, it's always going to look right. like There's something. There's only a finite number of things you can do if you're going to say this monster is going to have two legs two arms a torso and a head that's when tyler's idea comes yeah, in yeah tyler's got that a floating ball he's <laughs> like why why does everything look so freaking humanoid yeah they're all bipedal yeah this thing why ran on all fours yeah yeah that's yeah terrifying. so it's just a freaky horse you know so what i think we're, we're <laughs> go ahead i was gonna say I think well you know what <laughs> is no, proportionate to the quality yeah, but also of John Krasinski's directing was Emily Blunt's excellent acting. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's uh, actually where I was going. She has such a, uh, <laughs> a powerful communicative ability in her performance that... In her ability to suppress noise. Yeah, the, op- the opening scene, uh, the harrowing moment where the boy is snatched by the creature, uh-huh. there's a moment when you know the can- that we see from the um, daughter's POV forward and then we see looking at her backward and uh, as the kid activates the toy that compels the monster toward him. And you look forward and you see the whole family turn on a dime backward in horror. Mm-hmm. And they're all alarmed. They're all panicked. But Emily Blunt, if you see her in the scene, immediately like covers, covers her, her mouth, mouth because she's going to cry out in agony. Yeah. Not in like terror. You see her in her performance. There's like her eyes yeah. well up immediately because she knows exactly what she's about to see. And when you see her, you right. go, oh, no, 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 no. That's what a lot of it is, is you reacting to their reactions. There's a lot of scenes where you're close up on the family members and you can tell when they're something in their eye that they see something off screen and what they're expressing is so scary. Mm-hmm. Right. That happens consistently throughout the whole movie. Yeah. It's either John Krasinski doing it or Emily Blunt. While they're holding their kids, they'll see something in the distance. Right. Go, awful. Yeah. And the kid thing is an easy thing to exploit in an audience and it's effective. And Abby kids was saying as the person who's done it she says that the labor scene she was felt was very powerfully accurate yeah Yeah. and because i know that it's like how are you making noise it's like five feet from you 
but also how are you not making noise? <laughs> well, yeah, when the fireworks start exploding and John Krasinski's searching through the house and she she actually lets out that scream that she yeah. deserves. Yeah. What a great jump cut that was a from the scream to the fireworks. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was that was a really powerful and moment. And also, obviously, you see the setup of the nail. Right. Yeah, that was like Chekhov's gun. You know that that's yeah. coming. But yeah. I didn't know. She's gonna get I thought home alone. I didn't know. Who, <laughs> She's yeah, get totally. Home alone. <laughs> she got marved. I didn't know who was <laughs> gonna get it. Right. Yeah, and you know, she got was, it while she was already. While in she labor, was, uh, and the, yeah. the fact that like, as well as the yell, the addition of like dropping that the frame. picture frame, and I was like, oh man, what a great like. Oh, there's no way she can stifle that. Yeah. You know for sure now the monster's What's, coming. And then, then they just give you that back ankle shot of the monster upstairs. Uh-huh. That was scary. Yeah. Yeah. But what was cool about that scene is that it made you realize that all along the 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 story so far, we've just kind of been seeing glimpses of of this this like um, oh, the light settlement they've created for themselves. Right. And she flips the light to red bulbs, and you're yeah. like, oh my god, they're so smart. So smart. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun just seeing all I of love their them. all of their technology kind of. Yeah, Although they had time to unfold. To yeah. think My wife they were clever said people. they were not smart. Like she was like, "Why on earth is like fourth baby? We know those come fast and early. Why is Krasinski just going off to the waterfall with the I thought boy? it too. I was like, Mm-mm. like to get that's, fish. Yeah, but that that <laughs> close to the thing, they the got fields of corn. Just but eat they were some they corn. were gone for half a day. Yeah, but uh, look it how much went wrong at any point. <laughs> I did think that fourth babies just like, slide right out. I wasn't thinking no. about the baby sliding. I thought it for a moment, but then I assumed that there m- must have just been, you know, that ha- that kind of stuff happens in yeah. life all the time. Bethany, you seem to have the strongest reaction at the end of the movie about the whole family dynamic. Is that is the that sign language scene she was reacting to? Uh, I mean, the sign language John scene. The when he finally one. says he loves her. Oh, so I was oh. crying. That that got me. When he's about to die? Yeah. I, I th- I think it was just a. It just a, anytime you see a sacrificial love kind of thing like that, and just he like you could see him actively making it like I'm protecting, 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 and the ultimate protection is to die for them. That's mm-hmm. going to be the only way out. Which I was like, I thought there was going to be a third way. I didn't think he was going to die. Yeah. So I was a little bit surprised by that. Yeah. You think he was already gone? Even by when that first he yelled, attack? I thought something. I thought her ear. Or she was going to figure Me out. Me too. Ear. I did too. I thought, get out with yeah. your head headphones. But once again, <laughs> this this movie had the balls to not to kid. do the predictable <laughs> yeah thing because part of they it. Kill I the thought, kid. You remember that? I remember. It made us realize what was going on with her ear uh, implant faster than she did yeah which was was clever great and then it didn't do us the satisfying easy thing of being like okay first scene she doesn't get it second scene she will in fact it cost her her dad that she didn't figure it out sooner but that to me made way more sense in the it like it would have wrapped everything up real nice and neat but it would have taken them quite a few stumbling times to actually put together what was going on and how Bethany, did you struggle with feeling anger toward the daughter for giving that kid back the rocket? Uh, Spaceship? No. No, I didn't. She she left the batteries. She thought she was doing something. She thought she was doing Emma's Secret Solid. Yeah. I thought it was sweet. I think it was, I think this movie consistently was risky in ways that could have been predictable but weren't predictable. Like for some, and I think that they won on the risk factor on like killing John killing the baby like all the not the baby the The little boy boy. like all these risks they took they did so well 
that yeah. it like paid off. It and was like, even, man, even you're not even that mad. I mean, I was like, the execution okay, was it just made, it kept me the the tension, the constant tension was the thing that it consistently engaged you. So you were like, I have to. It was like when you read a good book, like I have to figure out what's happening next because I just right. it's not that predictable. And how does this end? And I I understand that her little earbud makes the the monsters scream or whatever. But what's the long term like result here? And you got yeah. a baby. Right. This weird that was another risk. I was like, dang. Yeah. How did you put feel? A baby in how this. did you feel about that that scene after she gave birth and they're down in the bunker and the baby's in the chest yeah. and Jeez. I have so that was really slaughter. smart when she's like doing the oxygen. I'm like, yeah. does she expect it to come early? I was confused. And then when I saw them put the oxygen on, then cut. Oh, so it could like, be in the chest. Yeah. yeah, I thought but they were gonna kill that baby. I how, how did, oh, I, I thought it was like it really, gas to make the baby too. pass. It really me bothered me that uh, to me that they let the mom fall asleep because it just did not seem realistic. I'm like, even after having a baby, you wouldn't fall asleep. Well, he down where you're like. John Krasinski just assured her that she was safe and that she right. needed to rest. That it worked. But there maybe was, she had like blood proof. loss too. Like I was thinking because of her true. foot and all that other crap. She had an IV in. Yeah. She had an IV in but and she was bandaged. The movie she confirmed for us for that they... It was, it, it was pretty yeah. cool. Really that the soundproofing had been effective. Yeah. Because right. when she wakes up, they can hear it moving around and he says to her, it worked. It's yeah. right. They can't We're hear safe. us. So then what happened? And then the baby that... Or the thing was smart enough to move it and get down no no the, the creature the, heard the water the creature was upstairs thrashing around because it followed them in when the right. baby was making noise and in its thrashing it burst open a, a pipe and in the time that john krasinski had climbed out to go find the kids the water had rushed in and the water rushing in attracted the monster down into the bunker. Like as it was uh, falling, it was splashing. It and was. So the, it was a the sound was, was a, traveling yeah. at that point. It was a callback to the waterfall scene that we just seen with the father and son. Right, because yeah. so she goes water, behind the waterfall right. in the basement. The waterfall noise was made where it didn't belong, so the creature followed it in. Yeah, and that. And then she disappeared back behind it to disguise herself. That uh, just like the waterfall. The, yep. the quiet scene of dialogue that you get when the tension is mounting to almost its peak level is, I thought, was the f one of the finest moments in the entire between film. Between the two parents. Between the two parents, because her uh, hands being yeah, empty. leading up to the f the conversation about the lost boy. Right. Um, she was she wakes up and says it's a boy, and then starts talking. Right. Yeah. Because there had been these little like cues to remind us of what this family had been through. The fact that the father keeps the pictures of the boy up at the top of the water tower. That she went and to see his room and wept over it before she gave birth. Yeah. Little things like that to remind. And you, I was kind of just thinking, oh sure, you know that makes yeah. sense. They've lost. They've lost a child. And what's brilliant what, again, if I can real quick, <laughs> about the exposition in this movie. The second time I watched it, I noticed how well uh, the story was uh, perfectly executed because when the father and son go on their hike out to the river to get fish, they sit down and they talk about the father's relationship with the daughter. And they're like, Dude, how, do, you, do you blame her for what happened? And they cut to her storyline happening simultaneously and she's walking down the same bridge. They cut back to the conversation. She blames herself and then cut back to her and she's kneeling down in front of the... the Right. Yeah. So you're Silent getting both of them processed. So it's like in, in other movies that are little <laughs> that are lazier with exposition, they do flashbacks. But in this movie they didn't need flashbacks. They had side by side stories happening yeah. perfectly 
where the exposition was flawless. Yeah, and the exposition we're getting elsewhere in the world of the movie is working for a simultaneous moment right. that's happening in a completely it's different really, location. It's a really, really well-crafted story. Yeah, and then that scene of dialogue that you finally get of them when uh, it could have just been the the tired and expected, like, oh my gosh, I miss him, or something yeah. like that. But instead, it was this beautifully written scene of dialogue where Emily Blunt, I thought, was very realistically finally vocalizing her guilt over like a, a tiny yeah. aspect of what had happened which to me seemed terribly realistic and her delivery yeah. was so effective that i was like <laughs> and it was it was so good mm-hmm. and so like masterfully done that you're like oh now and then it brought together the entire motif of like what it must feel like to be helpless to protect your children in a, in a world right. that's very frightening do you think that in that moment where she said who are we if we can't protect them you have to protect them she said that to john yeah do you think that that in that moment is what caused him to yes. yell out yeah it seemed Absolutely. like that was that, that was the impetus for him yeah. being like oh i have to do this if i don't die protecting them who then am I? I am i have no worth right and no value that's so tragic though yeah but i feel like Crazy. i a feeling i could relate to does Lord it feel save me from ever being in that situation <laughs> with monsters. where a monster's about to eat me and about i have to, eat to your yell kids. out yeah. yeah but like but if it's if it's one of those things where i'm like yeah i would die so yeah. my kids didn't right there was another great moment there where he yelled out you know the the storyline closed between him and his his daughter and then he yelled out and the storyline closed between him and his wife and then the son releases the handbrake for the truck yeah and he he elevates up to the the person he has to be that his mom was telling him he had to become and then the truck rolls away showing us another level of preparedness that the father had had set up for them right and uh and then you get into the basement and i what really hit me even more tragic was that she sees all of the the work laid out on the table that the father had been doing for the daughter yeah and ever all the work he had been doing is what led them to be able to defeat these creatures right yeah. and it was so tragic to me that he couldn't be there for that yeah yeah but also deeply satisfying when the resolution finally gets there because it wouldn't have you wouldn't have felt as satisfied if she would have been like I figured it out in the corn silo right yeah. it's hurting him right yeah. um, and then the another thing that I thought was ballsy about the movie embracing its horrorness because it is a full-on horror movie oh, yeah though it's sophisticated but the instead of you know wrapping it up with like on the emotional thread that it had already totally satisfied and done with I think like uh, really elegant in an elegant way it ends on more of like a BA horror movie yeah. note yeah. with awesome. her it was like a defiantly awesome. cocking the awesome shotgun freaking moment yeah. such a good to ending. bring the monsters to her so that they can such, throw them away such yeah. a good ending when that when it ended with her cocking that shotgun I couldn't I couldn't stop myself from clapping <laughs> I couldn't. It was so freaking good. It was I was scared when he clapped. It was the first loud right, yeah. It's like, oh, there's one in here. And when I saw it again today, it yeah. ended. I was like, that is just amazing. It's yeah. so good. What's great, though, about that, that final scene is that they're down there totally helpless. The sun is in the corner holding. Well, both the sons are in the corner right. behind the water but heater. But the baby's starting to like and whimper. The, right. And the two women uh-huh. are standing there trying to figure out what to do. And in their and in their moment of just sheer loss and 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 they're literally cornered, that's when she's scanning the room again with the visual exposition, figures it out, turns it on, and just the look in each other's eyes, like we've been getting the whole time, 
from Emily Blunt and the daughter, the look in their eyes as they figure out how to defeat it is amazing. Mm-hmm. And as the music builds and she slams the earpiece into the microphone, it was such an amazing moment. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Somebody say something bad about the movie before we end Why the they, How did they plant all that corn? Because that corn was less than a year old. And how did they plant it in all those straight lines without using a tractor? They're farmers. They were already... They just, no. they borrowed someone else's farm who died no, 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 already. No, no, no. no, no their house was there. The, the corn That's plants. That's not their house. They got they yeah, No, that. it was their house. <laughs> the corn, their kid's room, their dead kid's room was decorated and he yeah, died. It was definitely their house. Yeah, it was definitely their house. They just How moved into they, the quieter no, no, no. area. Like the corn was green, so it was less than a year old. How did they plant it in those straight rows without a tractor? Matt's got it. That's it. That's they my have, down. That is, a lot of time that is my literal only nitpick. Yep. They is walk with seeds. That corn doesn't make sense. That's not. That's not nitpick. Yeah, they already had. One. They already had rows. We got to re-sow it every year because of Monsanto. Uh, yeah, you. <laughs> when the kid is running, when the kid is running away from one and turns and goes through the cornfield, you're thinking, yeah. "You idiot! That's making that's too much so noise. noisy." How can you husk all that corn? Yeah, it's without worthless. Without making noise. Remember when she was trying to do the laundry without making noise? Yeah, I remember. They should have picked quieter <laughs> vegetables. <Three>. Yeah, pumpkins. <laughs> Cue all the people who actually didn't like The Quiet Place. If that's you, go to youhatemovies.com and leave a comment on this episode, rebutting the much praise and celebration you heard from me and Tyler and occasionally Matt and Bethany in this episode. Or just join us in celebrating the greatness of the quiet things and be on the right side of history. Either way, go to youhatemovies.com, leave a comment on this episode, follow us on social media, listen to our back catalog, celebrate You Hate Movies, eat, sleep, and breathe You Hate Movies, get a You Hate Movies t-shirt, everything You Hate Movies!